0: Hello everybody and welcome to a little bonus episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down new-ish hip-hop albums track by track, give thoughts and opinions, and uh, just kind of talk about what is interesting. Normally I'm joined with my friend uh, Chris Chrome, but unfortunately he's gotten a promotion at work that has him no longer available Saturdays, which was our recording day during the day. And if you see me reaching over, I am battling both the wind and a cat to keep the door closed because the little metal piece where it latches well that shit's broken i digress that's not your problem but it'll explain why i keep leaning over today i'm gonna be breaking down underrated by papoose the album my name is holden stefan roy and uh yeah like i said normally i'm with chris but moving forward these bonus ones is going to come before the main episodes as i record them through the day depending on how it all goes um just because i got the time and he's at work until the evening so he'll be back and we'll you'll see him on the next episode probably anyway uh this is a show like i said where we go through the albums track by track but chances are you person watching this are a much bigger fan of Papoose than i am i say that simply because we just kind of pick names off of what came out and we're trying to find like the more underground the more interesting rappers these days and we're trying to we're like almost on a little bit of a mission just to prove that the realest shit ever is still being made because because so many people out there don't believe it So I'm gonna go find it And then if people also be like Yo, check out that playlist Where all of those real albums came out And they're all new albums when the episode came out I digress, that's what I'm trying to do I want to love the culture And I want to understand it But I also recognize that well, I have a lot of ideas, I'm not an expert. So over the course of this journey, y'all in the comments can interact and just kind of help us all grow and feel like it's a little bit of a conversation. So feel free to say anything that you would like down below. And I really appreciate all the comments and I read all of the comments and I answer any comment positive or negative but because it's a bonus episode i figured i'll just start cherry picking comments i thought were cool and i like this one because it was on the chief keef and zaytoven glo album and kota glo this is beautiful and you gotta understand i was a little bit nervous to talk about chief keef because like it's not really a world i fully understand so to get that kind of a comment meant a lot so as you can see i said thank you so much for the cool comment that's that's a version of my stock answer i'll be honest uh and then he's like yeah dude would love to see you react to more chief keith music to come uh in 2019 that might just happen because i kind of like the energy of Chief keith all y'all about the lyrics i get what you feel but i kind of like it that's just where i'm at um so if you do comment i will answer you i want it to be like a community everyone out there in the reviewer reacting world seems to have like either this reactions to the actual songs not a lot of content and then all the people with content want to be negative nillies all the time so i'm just going to try and look for all the shit i like and stuff and well do my best to be positive along the way terrible at it but that's my life mission right now discover positivity and all that stuff that you're supposed to do in your 30s to not be miserable in your 40s um so anyway let's uh get into it and before we do i want to give a special thanks to the patrons uh tj black hurricane Lyndell williams chris Prado. Jonathan Barnes and Ismail Kadamsey. We'll talk a bit about that at the end of the video, but God showed them love at the beginning while you're still watching. Um, so yeah, let's jump into this papoose uh underrated review. Say it one more time for the Google AdWords. Papoose underrated, no bullshit. They like it when you say it a lot. It tells them it's the keyword of the video which helps it be displayed to you. Um, anyway, I like to start this off by describing my familiarity with the artist. I think it's really important just because it creates a context and an understanding of how you appreciate the album. What I mean is if you've been listening to this shit, a whole like you've been listening to Papus for like a decade you've been a big fan heard every project etc etc listening to something like underrated you're gonna have a certain feeling coming into it on the other hand if you've seen him on Love and Hip Hop and you know a lot about Remy Ma etc you're gonna have a certain feeling or if you have you know this is just the first time you ever listen to the album you're gonna have a completely different feeling so that's what I mean by that so I like to start it off just with that and uh, for me I knew who Papoose was back when Alphabet Slaughter dropped, cause I was in Sejup, which is the weird Quebec in-between college, and uh, basically it was just thriving and the dawn of YouTube, one of those viral videos, and then. I knew Papoose had a reputation for being able to rap really well, but at that time in my life, I wasn't ready for it. I didn't really listen to much by him. I think even at the time, I wasn't even listening to much rap. I was really into the more metalcore side of life, uh, as they lay dying type shit. Um, then, you know, I forgot about Papoose. And then remy ma was somebody that we reviewed early on in this channel and we learned about papoose's loyalty to her and how amazing he was and i thought that was really touching like the the whole jail situation getting married sticking through her like it was really sweet like it was like damn so we knew that papoose and remy ma was like a thing and it was like a really cool couple like an example to follow type shit but as far as the music goes no idea i didn't even know what he really looked like until i watched music video for this project um but then uh yeah i started watching state of the culture and joe Budden retweeted me and that made me feel very special i'm certain it's buried now but if you check my timeline it's not that buried you'll you'll see where joe Budden retweeted me uh but that was really cool and it got me thinking like i listened to her talk about how dope of a guy papoose is and i knew that his project came out and i don't remember what else came out around it but we never got around to it i believe that it dropped in february so i know i'm a little bit late on it and uh, i've listened to the album now for a couple weeks because i was supposed to review it two weekends ago didn't do it supposed to do it last weekend didn't do it and yeah so i'm gonna be focusing on some time management and getting my shit together so i can be more efficient but finally got around to it today because i had it all ready to go and i just never recorded it and since i was like you know what I'm i'm gonna just get it out of the way get her done as they say in some circles um so i don't have a lot to know about papus except that everybody respects the guy and he seems to be like one of the real ones based on the reputation of going into it and like knowing about him without actually ever consuming much of his media like i come to think of it i didn't even listen to the alphabet slaughter when i prepped for this i haven't heard that shit in like i can't remember how long ago it was it was like definitely around when it dropped so yeah i was kind of excited just to see because we did do remy maz there's something about remy album also on the channel so it's like who is the the guy that's with this one you know like i was curious and um so i don't want to dilly dally anymore i don't have a lot more to say let's talk a bit about the title and the cover so on the cover you kind of see him hold on let me just bring it right up in my fucking face you see him and it looks like He's got some shit on. I don't know. I'm not describing this well. It's kind of grayed out, smoky, kind of like he's not so prominent. It's got very dark coloring. I think it really fits with the idea of being underrated because visually it doesn't look like he's so prominent and flashy and trying to catch attention. It's more like he's in the shadows and it's dark and it's kind of moving away. So I thought that was nifty, but the title itself being underrated in and of itself is a fascinating thing, right? Because i can appreciate the sentiment of that whether or not you think i have talent i definitely feel that underrated feeling i think most people on the grind in their 30s and beyond who have not achieved success who have continued to work on any kind of a craft will proceed to have this underrated feeling and then i can only imagine how a person like papoose who actually has some like success and can like live off the art as i understand it and has all this shit popping like it must be even harder to feel underrated. Now, I looked into Papoos. Part of why I didn't record it last week is because I got distracted listening to interviews about the the beefs and stuff that he had. Where allegedly he got blackballed from the community over some shit that went down. I don't want to get into the shit that went down because I don't know enough about it to talk about it. But I did listen to some stories just to kind of get the context. Because I had a big question. Why didn't Papoos pop in any significant way? And unfortunately in this world, like... If you don't pop at the right time or when your shit's supposed to or... Especially if you're lyrical like him, I mean, it must have only gotten harder as the, the time period moved into the more less lyrical path of the mainstream. But I can imagine how people directly impede your momentum when you're riding off of that dope alphabet slaughter wave and getting all that hype up. And if somebody clips it, it must be fucking hard to, like, get into it. I don't know. I haven't broken into any kind of real success, so i don't know what that's like but i just i just picture it like he is one of those guys where having heard this project when he says i'm underrated it's like oh yeah i can see where you're coming from like it's weird how more people aren't talking about Papoose's ramen ability in this world where you have this tom mcdonald dude criticizing all the sad rappers and whatnot it's like man i've gotten to such a weird place where i really hope we get more of these older cats who can like spit some knowledge and shit is we'll go through the album you'll see it um but anyway not much more to say this is the format going through a track by track and we're going to start with the title track underrated yo pop pop can i call you that i hope that's not disrespectful but uh i'm hearing you because you're christ you're like does anybody hear me is anyone listening well pop who's right over here in montreal quebec i am listening and i did hear you and i like this um it starts off with one of those beats that's got that epic grandeur to it like this is not meant to be like a low-key head bop and this is like almost snazzy like i don't know maybe that mid-2000s hype shit but as an older cat uh in my life now i really love it It's just like almost a throwback to like this great sound that almost was my introduction to rap in the first place but lyrically is i think where it got interesting for me because right off the jump i don't write rhymes i write prescriptions because these in. my wife is religious her batons are christian and i realized um at that moment it's gonna be a lot of those maybe one-liner reference typey shits where i'm kind of not the best with those i mean i'm not a huge fan of humor and puns in general at this point in my life i have a lot of trouble picking it up it's also like Requiring me to know shit. So, yes, I got that first line proper. I don't write rhymes, I write prescriptions because. You know, they're sickening, so people are kind of bad at what they're doing and shit, so him coming in with this awesome fucking lyrical prowess, it's basically like he is curing the fucking disease of whack rappers and shit. All with you there. My wife is religious, her Louis Vuittons are Christian, and then thank goodness there's like a genius annotation that was like the, the Louis Vuittons from Christian Dior. Oh, right. So she's religious because her shoes have Christian, and that's a pun. See that line I had a little bit more trouble with because fashion is just not my. I mean, you may have noticed I wear like a lot of the same shit over and over again. Fashion is just not my thing. but um, so i was like okay that's while it, i didn't get the line at first once it connected what it meant and picturing remy ma's impeccable fashion sense because she really dresses fresh like all the time is what i noticed um yeah i'm feeling it i was like that's really well written i put so many holes in you when i bag out the smith and wesson when the wind blow you my you gonna be whistling i then mean, immediately into slicing you up with guns to a point where you like cheese and you got some whistling as the fucking wind passes through and then the pow sound and it's just like it's powerful right like this reminds me of that more hard-hitting new york side of hip-hop i don't know i want to say streets but i don't know if it i guess it is it's got a lot of those puns it's really nice. I was really, like, blown away by his talent and this high-energy thing. So when he does go, I got so much stamina, man, I could go the distance. I got so busy out on the street, I needed an assistant. A credit to that to God because he taught me to be pers- persistent, consistent, relent- relentless, overcome the resistance. I'm just like, man, that's fucking, like... Transitioning right into almost like both a he's got the ability to accomplish what he's got to do, he's so out there and always doing a bunch of different hustles, trying to figure some shit out. He needs help because he's basically a fucking CEO, you know, and they need assistance and shit. Then immediately gives the credit to God, humbling himself out, showing that you know, he not that he needed help, but he got help from the higher powers and shit i really like that it's like he's it's almost like if there's a checkbox for real shit like what i guess puts off my oh that dude's real sensor in those first opening lines he hit like everything a robert green book would tell you about a real person being proper um i don't know man it was really cool i really enjoy oh there the wind slammed the door um yo this what new york sound like verse whack but you're hooked tight look in my eyes this is what new york look like Lame's all up in the video suge knight and i really enjoyed um that line just because i got it because um you know how he uh suge knight caught up puff daddy for having being all up dancing in the videos and i think it's kind of pointing to maybe a certain lack of authenticity in the pop side of what he sees i don't want to comment too much on that shit because it's not my business is what i feel like I don't know enough about New York rap right now, but I can tell you one thing. When he does drop on that, my music falling on deaf ears, does anybody hear me? It was like, damn, that was a really tight verse. I guess I see where he's coming from. He's not just claiming to be underrated, he's kind of empirically proving that he's got all the game to be right in a conversation with a lot of the people you think is popping, and yet he's underrated and then the whole second verse i feel like falls on through like my endeavors are clever but intelligent and brave i could disconnect him and dead him i set him in his grave dead presidents get me while well, my record getting played a veteran age way better than them lames i thought that was cool like the whole verse will keep the same flow he's a talented person but that part made me think right because on top of just the fact that he's extremely talented and he's flowing it really well he's pointing out that through this music thing that he's underrated for he is still getting plays he is still getting paid he is still doing some shit and as time goes on it's like his prospects are increasing whereas so many people who popped in the first place are just done you just don't hear about them no more whereas a papoose who i heard about back in the day and it never happened coming this late into the game still having an opportunity and proving that he can pop because i mean i don't see why this guy can't do another like 15 albums at this point he's very talented and he's got a lot of shit to say i digress the hype beats that verse flips up really sounds wonderful um i i was really impressed with this track ty stick did the beat seems really great um overall i gave it a 4.3 i don't know if this is my hype up anthem but this is one hell of a fucking song in terms of starting off an album living up to the concept and doing what i believe a bar driven fucking song about being good does being true to yourself being witty but also at no point do you hear papoose overstating and saying some shit where you're scratching your head also he's not fucking my girl thank you papoose for i mean you got remy so i don't know why well don't tell bonnie but i get it you wouldn't want to come over here but so many other rappers with beautiful ladies are still trying to fuck my girl so thank you papoose for being a real one uh 4.3 on this track i think it's really strong start but y'all heard of the alphabet slaughter it's time to talk about the numerical slaughter so i don't remember what happened but the other dj that was doing the numerical slaughters doesn't play nice with papoose anymore as a result of that beast K i think it was i hope i didn't get that wrong i did i did try to google before this one folks i really did um and then DJ Premier takes over and he's doing this shit. You heard uh though he does the little introduction, you heard the legendary alphabet slaughter, my papoose is bad to make history again. Check it. I'ma scream out the numbers and he's gonna break him down from one to nine. This where's zero at? I just have to put so because there's a ten to twenty, we spoiler alert, where the fuck is zero? Zero is where this shit should have started, in my humble opinion, okay? Um, but then I was going like, what the fuck's he going to do with numbers? Like, it really works with letters because it's an alliteration game. So it's like, you know, I said, are know, but you know, I just keep running with the, the A words then the B words, but let's see what he does with the numbers. So what's the first number? Not zero one to keep it. One hundred. All I need is one mic. You only live once. God gave you one life. I call one felony Committed one crime I was on 1st street Ducking from one time It's only one light One king One son One lead God's gonna get Love's gonna get you KRS one Two I was like Okay first of all I want to say that the actual rapping in that verse is tight and it was really cool because there's a lot of homage like almost like an homage to some influence shit like I think um, One Mic is a ridiculously good song um, and it does kind of start off like that it, it, it almost feels like an homage to how the structure of One Mic is done um so that's really cool and then he kind of describes some shit going on and then i really like the love's gonna get you because we recently reviewed that album the boogie down productions edutainment project where we discovered that the handle that vibe beat was actually the same shit from love's gonna get you by krs1 boom connections to history that we learned on this channel um anyway so i was like as like the concept of this numerical slaughter goes i was highly underwhelmed As the quality of this song goes in general, I was feeling the vibe. So I had a very mixed emotion there. Two, then he had to run from two cops for two blocks. It's too hot. That two where he goes too hot isn't the number two. I don't know if it should count for the concept, but fine, maybe I'm being a nitpicker. Hand on my twenty-two listening to two a two Tom f- anyway. He goes all the way on through and he keeps rolling. Like we could build on a six guys six stands for equality. That's if you swift guy heck. I like the numer- the numerology bit there. Um it's something on my bucket list over the next couple of years to look into the numerology and the various shit, like what the honorable not to say shit, but what the honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings and just that kind of stuff because it's such a prevalent influence in so much hip-hop that it would be ignorant of me to not actually go to my to learn it and I, I know numerology is a part of that so I really appreciate those little snuggets and I try to remember them that's if you swift God. And I guess because of that God reference, um, it makes me just kind of picture that uh, the nation of Islam in general and their teachings. I don't actually know if Papus is affiliated with that, but it just makes me picture it, and I still know it's a prevalent part of hip-hop. Um, head cracked, you had a dice game. I rolled a six, y'all. Fuck a 16, I could kill you in six bars. That 16 is a little bit of a... on that note how is he gonna do 16 17 18 19 those would be i want to hear how he does those that would be weird because that's a lot of the same stuff anyway I'm just looking at this and I'm not I'm not trying to be a hater in any way. I really enjoyed the track because it's like really well done. But I don't know that the concept hit me what I was hoping for. I don't know that I could do better. But they say seven's been a lucky number. But we've been suffering seven winners in six summers. Hold on a second. He put six in the seven category. I'm, look, I, see, I just I'm, I've been a nitpicker every time I try to think about this shit because of the concepts. But still, I really enjoyed it. I like how he goes, I got 99 problems and a bitch, ain't one, if the G don't get you, get the nine on the king, nine's all over my shirt, Gino Green, like, it feels fly, it has this freshness to it, his rapping is impeccably done, he's so on point, then he starts the second verse, which, all of a sudden, I got hype and interested, in when he does the 10, I was attending in them, 10 minutes, had hustling, tendencies, 10, tell me, like, Memphis, that's something, Tennessee, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., 10 toes down, hold up, pop, we gotta save that for your next album, coming soon, I'm like, yo did they just do that shit i understand that's some old school marketing crap i understand that hype up shit but i think that that little bit in the 10 part was better than the rest of the song and it got me real excited now nah, it's it's cool i was it makes me actually kind of want to listen to the next album so it also was a cool way to announce the next album something about it just felt so non-commercial it felt like this is some fucking for the people type shit i gave this a 4.35 i really did enjoy it the beat is ridiculous dj Premier does something nice the concept is cool i know i was being a little bit of a hater but i'm trying to practice being a little more comical with it so it's a little more entertaining or something sorry if i missed the mark but i do think that that track was impressive all things considered he stuck to it even if my it wasn't like what i was hoping for still All things considered, there's a third eye that we got to discuss. All of a sudden, we go from maybe some flossing in the first song, some super flossing in the second song, to some fucking smack you in the face with some knowledge in the third song. And I really like it. I really enjoy just the way this one flows in. Um, if you've been following me for a minute, I'm into the challenging, I want to learn some shit type rhymes. So, right off the jump, hearing some shit like Trump claimed black and Latino employment is at the lowest ever. He can't fool the smart people because we'd be knowing better. Your claim to fame is false, null, and void. How can that be true when the youngest is unemployed? They don't have high school diplomas, you annoying fool. They are only, then not only are they unemployed, they're unemployable. Kanye West said uh, slavery was a choice, but he should be muzzled without a voice. Um. And I just wanted to, like, say that 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 hit me. And I'm like, yo, that's an interesting point. Um, I know that there are rates that are being quoted. I'm also certain that, like, there's some funny business that goes on in the way that certain things are presented to the public. I'm not 100% familiar with U.S. politics being a Canadian, but I know stuff like our inflation rate doesn't take into account food or electricity and shit. So while... The inflation rate says a number, it's also possible that that number is lower than the real number. And so it's very easy to maybe skew some shit to imply that more black people are employed, but that doesn't necessarily. And, let's say that that's even true that doesn't even talk about the quality of the jobs or the salaries attached to the jobs or what fields they're in like are we talking about black and latino employment is doing great in the tech sector where salaries are higher or are we talking about black and latino employment is doing better in fast food and retail which are dying industries which is why how can that be true when the young is unemployed they don't have high school deployments you employing fool, so they're unemployable or whatever um that really hit me right because for me education has been a privilege in my life there's something I've really come to appreciate I don't even know about the white privilege part of my life but I know that I, I read a lot of books when I was young and when it comes down to absorbing concepts and information I'm I'm pretty smart and I don't try to like be arrogant about that I look at it like I've come to realize maybe not everybody in life was given the opportunity of the great elementary school education I had or the caring teachers in high school that I had, regardless of the quality of my high school or just any of that shit. Like Quebec education is not very good compared to what I got. And just by graduating when I did versus five years later, the quality of my education shifted that much. So the idea that in like the worst of the communities that people... Can't even get jobs because they can't even get diplomas and they're not even qualified to do shit. So when you look around at these communities and you realize that and you're hearing the president spit some bullshit, it just sounds as disconnected as some of the shit we hear in Quebec from our politicians. Y'all should look into Quebec politics. You might have a fucking field day with it. Um, then the Kanye West part. I don't know about Kanye. My understanding of the situation, and again, it's my understanding, is that that dude does not know how to speak before like he speaks without thinking i'm guilty of the same thing all day at work sometimes i spit bullshit and it's dumb shit it's not necessarily what i mean to say it's damaging irreparably damaging type of shit and so i look at Kanye like a guy who talks too much because i'm a guy who talks too much and unfortunately with his position and the shit he chooses to say i don't know that he's fully aware of the consequences of all of his actions per se and his accountability isn't exactly great unfortunately um but i don't think he's evil i also don't know if he should be muscled without advice i think kanye should get some timeouts and then like maybe if he wants to be smarter about it see what he has to say but i also get the point that if he's going to be making seriously damaging comments perhaps we shouldn't allow people to do that anymore and that's a big issue and a huge topic for another time but all i can say is free speech is an interesting thing when uh the measles are back um that's because of free speech that the measles are back because there is no regulation on on that type of shit in terms of what can be said and propaganda anyway that's a whole tangent but i like songs or albums or just concepts that can give my brain that kind of a mental activity of just getting so lost in like side points um Then I like how it just like it flows into it. The the chorus is kind of like just talking like they came together from the corners of the world, corners of the city, corners of the street. There's a difference between raising kids and saving kids. And it's just kind of like commenting on society and where shit's at, you know? And I really feel like it really complements the more serious knowledge-driven tone of the verses in the second verse gaddafi had a plan to garner the gold market so the u.s murdered him the heartless slavery never ended in libya they only publicizing it now because they tricking you it only ended in america because we disputed facts fought back civil war civil rights movement putin helped trump in the election so he could lift his sanctions on the steel from exit and it just kind of like flows out like that in the second verse uh it's a bit more and you get the sense that he's looking at the global politics out there and that's something that i don't think a lot of people really do is follow global politics and i don't know a lot about gaddafi i mean i know i know a lot about how there's a whole lot of people who point out the great things he did and then there's another group of people that point out some of the not so great things he did i haven't actually looked at it but like just pointing out that there is something weird to the fact that he resisted the overall like Rothschild banks and all that shit and got clipped like he did and why did america clip him and all this other stuff It, it just it is the type of thing to think about and how slavery is still prevalent and you know all sorts of money driven decisions with trump like it's just little snippets of corruption at like a top level that involve america in some way i believe um, I don't care about the rhymes that you write with your pen Because my lyrics written in stone Yeah, I molded them When God made me, he broke the mold Chose to win Pop, taking over this lazy gen This generation is lazy Tired of holding it in Instead of getting liposuction Why don't they go to the gym? Money is a tool Not something for you to use A man that disagrees with that is just a fool If you think cash gives you authority That's cruel Morals, values, principles That's the rules Experience is the best teacher you could choose So to have a lot of classes, is cool Life is a school and I like how with all the bullshit that gets described in the other two verse, Papoose in that last verse kind of flips it over towards rappers or, or people who are kind of the next generation coming in. And he's commenting on like, look, all your little de fluff, it's garbage, man. I'm writing that real shit, the almost God-inspired stone tablet type shit. Kind of like a Moses reference. Like he, he's almost a prophet in, in a sense. Um, this generation is lazy i'm tired of holding it in i have to dispute that that's just a little bit old man shit because this generation's not lazy this generation's desperate i don't know if those are the same thing like unfortunately anybody trying to start music in 2019 is facing a saturation issue where like everywhere you go there's like a thousand rappers and everybody sounds the same and it's all sorts of shit plus if you don't make shit that sounds like everybody else you got haters and whatnot and the education on how to do it right isn't there because if you google how to do it right it's a bunch of guys giving you a bunch of crap i'm like i'm not trying to make excuses for it but i don't think lazy is the right word i think people like to call it lazy but i like to think it's more ignorant and desperate because I'm in like that in-between generation, like J. Cole. I'm like that middle child generation because I'm kind of old to the young cats and I'm kind of young to the old cats. I'm two years younger than J. Cole. So I get to claim that shit. The middle child, whooped. Anyway, um. so when I look at that kind of shit, I'm like, yo, papoose, man, you're not fully hitting it uh in terms of that one little sentence and then kind of pointing out women who get liposuction go instead of going to the gym as if that wasn't happening back when Papoos was young like are you kidding me of course it was that shit's not new but it is an interesting point you could go to the gym only it takes a year or two longer and then you're not able to maybe get the free shit for the intercourse that you're going for with that business model facts uh, but I do appreciate how he flips it right into like how money should not be your priority because money should not be your priority. um If I wanted to make money, I would not be making long ass fucking bullshit reviews in the way that I do it. I would be doing the little eight minute snippets, bang out shit all the time, reactions for days. And I'd probably be able to do the Anthony sorry, the Adam 21 shit, 22, whatever, and like charge y'all for like, re- I could do a lot of those more cheeky, celebrity things because it's it's actually just systematic and the knowledge is out there and I mean I don't want to do it I'm I'm hoping that as time goes on by really focusing on these albums taking my time to go through them just having these real conversations with y'all and letting you see that while I'm a clunky awkward fucker who you might not find that interesting at least I'm a real one that's what I'm trying to do with this uh so I appreciated that little part because I don't think money is anything but a tool either. And I think that people who believe that money inherently gives you a power doesn't understand how power works. Money is power if you understand how power works. Money is just a thing to blow if you don't. You're gonna go and floss power first. Look, you could come up to me and you could be making 100 times what I make and you could have all the nice things in the world, but you do have no power over me, unless you can really figure out what to do with that money to enforce power in my life. Like, are you paying my bills? Okay, maybe now you got some power. Oh, you drive a real nice car? Okay. You try you to fuck my girl? Okay. I don't know, man, it's just fucking like what it is. I really like that, how he's like, learn from life. It's a school, school's cool. It's like such a dad joke way to end the song, but it's such a powerful one to me. And I think that, you know, for the third track, a little short guy, it's only two minutes. The fact that it has so much power built into that little song is incredible to me. So 4.5 on 5. I really dug it. And why don't we move on then to God MC. Man, Papoose wrote a really hard, fucking powerful track. I mean, this first verse. Well, first of all, the beat is like got that old school head boppy kind of feel to it you know you're vibing you're just waiting for some lyrics to fuck some shit up so Papoose comes on he's un- unbelievable Papoose, i launch a larger missile that's how i resolve a issue you start so much shit you should carry a starter pistol let's see how good that does you when no low revolvers hit you when all the revolvers hit you you just a partial you such a target it's hard to miss you at your funeral nobody in your squad will miss you there'll be no crying no sense in buying up all the tissue they walk up to your casket not even your moms will kiss you and then i'm like oh fuck eh so you're like you he's got guns and shit and people are around right and he he's he's got the ability to just destroy you and decimate you right and You come in and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to pop off at you. And he's going to blast you so powerfully that you're going to find out how ridiculously unpopular you are. In the sense that not even your own mom's going to kiss you. You're a bastard to the point where your dad's going to not even your father will miss you. It's like, fuck, man. He's just going pretty savage. It's just like you're a fucking irrelevant nothing. He just breaks it down. It's got this savagery to it. But what really sells it is the nonchalance in the tone of his voice, right? Because if he had come in like, I launch a larger mission, that's how I resolve it. Like if he was coming in like fucking hard and shit, I don't think it would have the same effect. This has a swagger in the delivery that just has this this cockiness to it where like you believe it where it doesn't matter if he's just like a it doesn't matter what it just you buy into all of it and it's just so well delivered um i don't i mean overall the verse kind of flows in i was been the smartest artist my artificial this job is just the hardest this artist is artificial that's when he's talking to the manager i'm kind of criticizing him for making the foolish choice of signing this fake ass motherfucker I'm going to rob you for your residuals. This be our little secret. This robbery confidential. And I love that. It's like, you know, I'm not going to put it on blast. This isn't about the cloud and shit. We're just going to like take your fucking money and we're not going to talk about it. I mean, we'll mention it loosely in a song over here. But like the fact is the specifics, whatever went on, nobody, nobody's going to know that old school type shit. I really liked it. And then that chorus is just nice. It's just like a bunch of sampling, I believe uh don't tell don't let me tell you where i'm from brook now we can't stop here it in and in a facade it's god in the mc i'm the god i spit the sun moon and stars let's see what this is uh he revisits his 2000 this is from static Selecta revisits his 2009 produced track crazy by MOG. chops up Lil fame and terminologies verses and then throws in them into this hook for Papoose. that is what's being sampled here and i think it fits really real nice in the sense of like something really enjoyable for that hook to kind of give that like old school feel to it because that's what this is a hard hitting kind of old school song to it and i really love the idea of how that shit just keeps coming back and does not go away and so a lot of people that think hip-hop's dead nah man everybody even the good producers can still have their chance to shine as long as we support the right shit um so he immediately structures the plan and strikes strategically before i make a move i carefully scope the scenery avoiding contact with the inner ring. is the key to me but recently i have been engaging more frequently i'm trying to keep positive thoughts and think peacefully but the snake's got to just cross and keep deactivating me or deceiving me sorry and then it flows in from there like he's trying to be pure proper keep his game on lock and flow it but what i love about it is just how smooth his rapping is i mean that little part is very straightforward He's keeping it real. Snakes are just tempting him. But he's trying to live proper. But it's just everything rhymes the way it's supposed to. Every syllable is on point the way it's supposed to be. Like, if you're going to call yourself underrated, I do suppose you have to drop with the skill level that is this. This is... There's nothing missed. There's nothing fucked up here. Every part of his flow. Like, you can tell he has been rapping his ass off for so long that it's second nature to him. I think this song is absolutely brilliant. It's a little bit... if weirdly enough it feels shorter than the last one but it also has this flossier fucking enjoyable tone to it i did i was enthralled i think this is a great fucking track so i gave this a 4.75 on five and that's how i feel as i move towards the university of the streets so this song is, is pretty cool i feel like it's kind of looking at him as a real authentic mc against his perception against other people's careers and how they build it up and whatnot and i thought it was it was proper like the first song really applied to me uh, sorry the first lines really applied to me mainstream america don't know that i'm nice but they respect me for the love that i showed to my wife if they step into the mall when i'm holding the mic they would see i keep a dead body over my ice i was like damn so the truth is i didn't know he was nice as a rapper i really really didn't But I did know that he respects Remy Ma and sets a real standard on what a proper husband type figure is supposed to be. And for those of us with divorced parents and fucked up situations, that type of shit's always been kind of admirable. And then I love how he immediately flips it like, yo, but if you ever see me rapping, I'm killing motherfuckers. Like, they're just ready. They're already dead at the start. You know, I just appreciate it. Those who follow true hip hop know I'm precise. Well, Papus, I think I'm following true hip hop and i definitely definitely think you're precise my man well said i agree with that i would salute the general I, I appreciate it overall i like how he just focuses in on substance he focuses in on the purity but then he says something that got me feeling a certain way so they didn't buy the album i show them the lead i guess ten dollars was too much when i told them my price i'm a psychotic bionic applied knowledge university at the streets my college now I appreciate the sentiment that this album is definitely worth the $10 and that people don't really buy records anymore, but in the same way that kids aren't lazy, it's a lot harder to justify spending $10 on a record these days. I mean, I make music and I even appreciate the fact that selling records is kind of an antiquated idea. I mean, I buy your shirt, Papoose. I go to your fucking show, but... What do I need a piece of plastic for? Like, what? I pay for Spotify and shit. I know this might not be a popular opinion for a lot of people, but there's a lot of ways that this guy could probably make that $10, and by selling the album is unfortunately not a good way. And this isn't just some shit that's like rappers are facing. This is like a global problem. That's why the news outlets are all trash and whatnot because this is how content has been so devalued. So I appreciate the idea of what he's trying to say. Only i mean i'm gonna buy every album i ever reviewed once there's some money on this channel for real but as a fan i mean all this knowledge is also attainable in other sources is i guess the point so i want to support your talent i want to support the fact that you real and shit. but i don't know i just i've reviewed a lot of albums that like could make the same claim that he's done and all of those ten dollars stacked up is not just ten dollars like it's it's like that's the problem with this it's like drugs in the sense that it's not just one time you are literally gonna go out there and have to buy everybody's album because how like you can be a little bit selective but if you're really gonna go and support it all like i don't know that many of us can uh, can afford that habit so it's kind of like even though It seems a certain way when you're the person selling your project, it really to me shows an oversight into the psyche of like your fans and their actual predicament in not having access to a lot of the cash flow that existed once upon a time as the wealth disparity gets worse and the middle class dies and shit. So, be that as it may, entertainment's gonna take a hit because people's broke and we need to find new ways to monetize that shit. But if you're really about that knowledge, give it away for free and sell them other shit. That's just my thoughts on all of that in the modern world. It's the best way to approach it, but who the hell am I to say I know how to make money? Remy, Mom, Pop are doing very well. I'm not doing as well as Papoose, so I recognize that shit. Um, but I really like the second verse a lot, right? The chorus is good, man. America is is more a colonial power than they because she is a hypocritical colonial power behind it. Sorry, because when it comes to music here, we are the Gorgon. America is more so a colonial power than they because she is a hypocritical colonial power behind it. I really like just the idea of the hypocrisy in the system, but then flowing into, if you think about the corruption in the music industry, what does your fan base consist of? Kids who use prescription drugs, older men following young girls in strip clubs, rappers claiming they gang members to get... Let's go back to older men following young girls in the strip clubs. I mean, the drug use, I mean, that's a complicated subject. That's totally fine. I mean, in the 60s, all the fans were made of drugs, were drug users, and everyone was okay with that shit, but... That's fine. I'm not really thrilled with all the painkiller use either and the music it produces. That's whatever. But I mean I'm certain a lot of potheads is fucking bumping papoose. So his fans are using illegal and recreational. Actually marijuana is a prescription drug now. So yeah, all the people smoking pot on prescription drugs listening to papoose are also his fans using prescription drugs. That's fine. I get the point he's trying to make. I'm just being a shit. But the older men following young girls in the strip club sign is easy because if you think about autumn rappers and shit is they do age and they still portray a certain lifestyle that's an interesting point is it cool i don't know if it's cool or not i feel like lately the old man going after young ladies thing is not a really appreciated thing in society unless you're a rapper throwing a lot of money at strippers to for them to have sex with you which isn't that cool to me um Anyway, rappers claiming they gang members just to get the buzz. I mean, Takashi did just happen. That's a very fair line. Gang members claiming they rappers just to get love. Y'all confusing the audience. Y'all got it mixed up. You the little homie. You ain't the big blood. And I really like the idea of how everyone's kind of just trying to do things that they really aren't. So you do have a lot of. I guess, gang folk who make rap music for X, Y, Z reason, and maybe they don't have the talent or the heart for the passion of the music, but they understand the science of it, let's say. Or on the other hand, you have these really passionate rappers who want to be hard for the sake of it because they think it's supposed to be. And I really appreciate just how he breaks all of it like he breaks it down in such a blunt way where it really makes you think um i was in the prayers talking to god hoping to hear me while you sitting on your iphone talking to siri i'm feeling i'm feeling kind of leery the devil must be near me yellow belly sap suckers you bird canaries i do this for the granny my mammy and Aunt Mary. we all one family they handled us unfairly i just appreciate how like he puts his influence in there and saying like for me i'm god driven my people my family and all that shit but y'all's yeah, into this like modern world although let's be real talking to the voice assistants is kind of cool i've really gotten into the i won't say it in full but the google the with the word okay in front of it is something that i have gotten into using as we got one. Oh, if you're on spotify did you get your free google home mini we got ones coming in but we got one for Christmas, and it's been pretty fun to ask it the weather and ask it stupid questions. Uh, still, I really like this track. I thought it was really enjoyable, really hard uh, in the sense of good topics, really challenging kind of the status quo. What I like about Papus is he's not doing your typical underground rapper thing where he's like, the mainstream is lame and they're not supporting me. It's more like he's showing, dude, I'm all about this integrity. I don't really know what you represent. And that's why I'm doper than you. I came from this real shit. You came from that not real shit. So overall, 4.5 on five. Really dope track. Really consistent for this album, I think. And I'm really like I'm really impressed. And these songs aren't really long, but they're really dense. I think that's really cool. I think if you had tried to flop them out with the extra minute of chorus and shit, it would have taken a lot away. So I appreciate that. But the next one approaches a little less of an interesting subject matter for me as we discuss the bag i mean the beats really really fucking nice it flows real well i really kind of like i got the b-a-g i got the b-a-g i got the b-a-g got the got the b-a-g and it just kind of flows secure the bag sitting back it's a long chorus it is literally the kind of chorus i was describing on the last track but just to counter what i said on the last track Papus on this album should have a a wide range of songs and if you think about it he had some flossy shit he got some conscious shit and now he's just on that more other kind of flossy money based shit and why not right he's got money it's very important to him evidently and it's not like it's his driving force but i do think that him making a track kind of flossing it in, that he's earned it is totally fair and for all the people that want to bump to that type of shit this song is i guess for them i don't know i got the bag they call me pap i be sunning these rappers i'm your dad it's do it's Doe or die i believe az uh he told me i'm competitive when i seen jay-z i mean do or Die is an AZ album, I believe. And then he kind of changes it to Do or Die, I think. I might be wrong with that. It just it just sounds so okay. Had to visit up uh, my wife. I ain't got no gas money. Look at me now. Yeah, I got the bag dummy. Traveling every day. I'm never home a lot. Just check my account. Another check from Mona Scott. So I guess it's a little bit of like, yeah, I remember when I had to go to the jail to visit Remy Ma broke, but now we set, we got that money. He was dead broke, now he's got the bag. He hustles hard, he's got the bag. I don't know. He he just pops the tag at the Gucci Louie. Like, I mean, I feel like with all the ease I had talking about the last one, this is just like a fun, flowy, I finally got some cash and I'm I'm lucking it up, man sax fifth ave i'm gonna fuck it up messing up a bag i'm gonna fuck it up (laughs) and it's just like okay i guess that's fun i mean i don't really connect with this song as well as the other ones but just listening to it casually it's got a great flow it's got a great beat it's really well put together i just don't know that it's fully for me but because the beat is so hype and it's so well put together and as far as the more popular side goes it's it's really done it's still got like i don't feel like this is fake or and even though it's braggadocious it's more like he's having fun with it than he's trying to like flaunt in your face he's just kind of happy he's got a bag now anyway i give it a 4.25 I hear joe budden and uh, remy ma talking about the bag all the time so just made me think of them i mean these are people who have i guess worked their whole life to get their career in place and this is something that's very important to them so i get it but all things considered this might be one of the least interesting songs on the album for me so i'm gonna move on to a far more interesting one as we discuss the golden child wow this song is really like heavy um I mean, so it's featuring Angelica Villa who sings on the chorus, and it's also featuring Remy Ma. So I think right off the jump, when this song's called "The Golden Child," and you know Remy Ma is pregnant. I actually don't know if she's given birth yet. I think she's still pregnant. Um, and then you see this couple doing a song. You're like, oh shit, this one's gonna get me in the feels, isn't it? And it and it's really it really does. Starts with Papoose and no, no, it starts with the fucking baby's heartbeat. Like they got the heartbeat uh when they do that thing in the pregnancy where they give you the heartbeat i don't really know how it works i've never had a kid and then they sampled that shit as like a bass part of the beat so it's almost like this whole song is almost featuring their child making it like a family experience which come on that's hella fucking sweet and romantic and shit good on you papoose. really like to see that kind of shit, it's inspiring in a sense. It's almost dumbfounding. But it was love at first sight. When I met your mom, I was open. While she the queen, I'm supposed to bow. Pretty face with a potent smile. We planned to have you backed in, but tragedy slowed us down we'll get to the tragedy in the next verse you know because she went away for a while when your dad had to hold it down oh sorry that's when she went to jail and then question god like why is this happening you know it's about everything that happened happened for a reason i got it now they argue about her names and they but he's less like nah, it doesn't matter what your name is because you're the golden child and you know just kind of moves into talking about his family like i sing to your mama's stomach she say i'm annoyed once you shut up and just go to sleep i don't want to hear it boy she always say i'm annoying but she paranoid she afraid i'm gonna spoil you loud you loudly she hate to hear the noise the world is yours i promise you don't gotta share your toys i'm gonna let you cry unless the tears cry on tears of joy it is like this dad who's just so excited to give like the best life and as a guy i know exactly what it's like to annoy the ladies so i can just picture her being like oh shut up you're just being annoying you're not gonna actually do all that shit and that just sounds like a conversation i would have and i think that's what really makes this truly special is that anybody could have this conversation right like this is real to the point where It doesn't matter who you are. If you're in a couple and you've had some shit go down that delayed you having a kid or whatever, you know? And then you build up to that chorus I heard your heartbeat. I heard your heartbeat. I cannot wait to strap you down in the car seat. Like, can't wait to make your bottle and you, you are me. Like, it's just so regular and sweet and nice and like, you can't even help but like, just feel all special. But then Remy comes in. They said first comes love and then comes marriage. You're like, okay that's a little corny never mentioned the devastation of having a miscarriage oh that makes a lot more sense that's why she did that i was torn up broken down felt less than a woman but ought to pain erased when the doctor said you was coming me and daddy was so happy this is all we ever wanted so protective of your present i was scared to show my stomach I mean, I can't really imagine what it's like to go through miscarriages and shit, but if you're trying to have kids and it's just not like working out, and then I never even really considered how that might make you just how it might make you feel as a woman like you failed at like this one thing that you're almost on earth to do. But then after dealing with all that, where obviously Papoose was around, you know, to have this kid coming, it's like the joys of it all. And I think this really hit me because like my aunt wasn't supposed to have a kid but at 39 years old with half of one ovary like one and a half of her ovaries are gone and she had like one left she she got pregnant it's like a miracle baby and now that little girl's growing up and doing all that shit and it's like damn my little cousin wasn't even supposed to be here in theory and then like i remember some doctor told my mom how she wasn't even supposed to have kids and then like she was like what are you talking about i have two kids because me and my brother were born at that point (laughs) but then um it's just really strong you know like she kind of points out her self-consciousness over looking fat and hating on her ankles and shit like that but i like how she like the beat kind of changes you just hear the heartbeat and it's like all my ladies listen up never think of giving up doc said that we couldn't but look what god has given us and it's just really like powerful I really think so. Like it's just you just feel like this appreciation and joy the whole way through. And then that third verse is papoose almost like talking to the kid, like I'm gonna teach you all the right things in life. Sorry that you was born into the Donald Trump era. Damn, that's a powerful line. Like I haven't even considered that. Like if you do have a kid and realizing that times are what they are, it's like Wow, so you got born into one of the weirdest eras in American history. And then, I appreciate the next lines. Thank you that I'm a king. Thankful your mom is a queen. You was born under marriage. Black love is supreme. Like, just, like, proud that they just did it all right. Like, they didn't cut the corners. This wasn't some accident. This is, like, a pure, proper everything. And then, following it up with the gain. Like, always respect your elders. Say thank you. And please, your grandmother gonna make you some macaroni and cheese. And it's like... It's incredible that these two people could create, or I guess with Angelica, so these three people plus the beat maker. So everybody made this song <coughs> that really expresses such a powerful anticipation of a kid coming and stuff. I was like, wow, that's great. Then there's the music video where you see Joe Budden in his awkward-looking hat. And the video, you see Fat Joe and shit. And I was like, that's a really cool video. It looked like everyone was happy. When you see Papoose and Remy just next to each other, like... It's really squishy feeling is the right word for it. So 4.5 on 5. Corny as fuck video, but really, like, this is the kind of song where you get to make corny as fuck shit. Because it was corny, but amazing. Like, it is the right kind of corny. Anyway, if you thought that one was bad, just wait till we talk about Precious Jewels. So in this one, um, you have almost like a perfect follow-up. Because I suppose that his precious jewel, Miss Remy Ma, there would be no golden child. So... He follows up the story, I guess, of his child coming with his admiration to his partner, his woman, his life, and it's just really, like, touching. Like, I'll be fully honest with you. While I was listening to this song, while I was doing my review a couple of weeks back, I, like, sent a super heartfelt message to Bonnie that made her walk into the room and just fucking kiss me because Papoose made me think about that shit and appreciate her and all that crap. And so I was like, it doesn't really matter what you think. I don't know. I, how good or bad the song was in terms of the technicalities of shit, because the emotion conveyed is so powerful, and I think that's something that he does so well with all of these tracks is convey the absolute perfect emotion to to hit what the song is supposed to be. So it's a really calm story. Like I think I fell in love with her when she told me her story that she'd been through in her life, her pain and her glory, certain situations. Wish I was there would have protected her. She survived it by herself. I respected her you know she came from a hard place but she did it on her own and even though he couldn't be there seeing this strong and interesting woman her story her mind it just attracted her plus she's hot and shit you know we changed numbers etc cetera, etc cetera. and he just kind of wants to respect her and he like looks at her as this thing he went on tour and then finds out she got sentenced over this bad situation and they stayed loyal and they made it happen and it was just freaking heartwarming. and then yeah music soul child singing on the chorus how he wants to just make you pure and all the other things the guys other dudes won't do he'll do for you it's proper and then i really like even in the second verse just like there's a certain fun to it when he's like nibble on your nipple and have you bite in your bottom lip inner beauty i seen it inside her before i met you i was your secret admirer security gotta pat you down titties so big they might back me down i you know what i i feel like in this world of like misogyny and all this other stuff that's going around i think people forget that like if you are dating that person you're supposed to want to tear that shit apart you're supposed to look at her and be like yo she fine as fuck and like think about all the dirty ass things you want to do to her because if anything you're supposed to do that to the one you're you're with like to me it'd be weird if you didn't look at her and be like "I oh, wanna fuck that shit like just fuck it and tear it apart and all that good stuff in like the sexiest respectfulest way possible but like sometimes you you just into her and you can't help it i just i like it i like how he's just so into her and you feel it he just wants to make her happy and treat her like proper and whatever it, it really flows nicely i mean yeah I don't know, man. His little outro where it's like a woman is the most precious jewel. More precious than a ruby, emerald, diamond, or sapphire. Each man got to take one woman and rise her above the rest so she can see how precious she is. Precious jewel, you deserve better, you know? And I'm like, damn, Papoose. Got me all thinking about how great she is and, you know, considering all the wonderful parts about her and stuff. And I'm like, it's really cool. It's really like... The right kind of track, in my opinion, that needs to be written. Like, for a, while, a long, long while, I sit there and I wonder, like, where are the people in relationships writing music? It's like, where are the people who are just like, I wanna tear my wife apart. Like, I just wanna fuck my wife. Like, you don't really hear that that much. You really don't. Maybe it's because all the wives are like, you're not allowed to write that song. That's also possible. I feel like if I tried to write that song, I'd get in trouble. But still, I like this. I like that he just puts her out there like that. Anyway, I was really touched by it. The beat's really nice. It's really soulful. And I gave it a 4.75 on 5. This is a freaking great song. Um, but following up, Papoose manages to keep it interesting with some discipline this is an interesting hook um i don't know if it's actually sampled from something oh it is it's to the other man by luther ingram and uh mama used to take me across her lap she used to whip me with the strap when i was bad i didn't know at the time being bad could lead to crime but now i'm glad and it's like looking at reflecting on the discipline you received and its actual value in your life because if you didn't have that discipline Perhaps you could have ended up going down some bad or, uh, the worst paths. And then, as a prospective father might be, he might be thinking about all the principles and values that a child should be learning and shit. And as the good hip-hop leader he's trying to be, figured, fuck it, I'm going to just remind everyone about the common sense rules we should all be following. And that's what this track kind of is. You, are, It's almost like he's talking to his kid... In a bit, like in a few years, you know. You are not allowed to fist fight with your brother. Never put hands on your sister, you better love her. To put your hands on any woman makes you a sucker. Wash your hands before you sit down for supper. You see an old lady with bags, you better help her. Get your ass whipped if you respect the elders. Running in out of the out of the house. Okay then. Next time you run in this house, you better stay in. Uh take your hat off in the house. I fucking hate that rule. I'm talking about myself. I hate that rule. It's a real rule. I don't follow it very well. Um, but I just kind of like it. I like how it's just all this common sense shit line by fucking line um bullying was unacceptable. wasn't this soft? If you don't kick his ass, your mom gonna kick yours. so I even like how he ends it with like this really like almost common sense approach to life, like, look, man, you have to learn to deal with the bullies in your life. You think you think that bully's bad. Wait till mama kicks your ass cause you didn't deal with that shit. It's just. It's almost like puts a smile on my face because it's another one of those songs where you're like, even as a fully grown adult, you're kind of sitting there and feeling like Papoose is reminding you of all the shit you're not doing right. All the little mannersy things. Um, but I, I like how he starts this second verse with commenting on loyalty. Back in the days, even the fans was loyal. Stuck with our teams till they made it. Now y'all switch teams every time LeBron get traded. Appreciate the tough love because it's advanced us. Without uh, without that, we probably wouldn't have been Black Panthers. Perhaps our sisters would have been lapped answers. And then would have put to the test we won't have answers. And I kind of appreciate how it's like these days people really do switch up and you can look at it whether it's sports teams or music and shit but there's not a lot of clinging to to your peoples You basically cling to what's hot or what's fashionable and shit, and that seems to be what's being preached. Whereas I like how he's reinforcing and doubling down on how even during the worst times, you stick with your people and you support your squad because that's the true thing. That's how and understanding the darker parts of life and the tougher shit leads to greater perseverances and giving into it can lead to some more negative shit and then he just goes right back into the regular walk in wipe your feet off the welcome mat disrespect this house you're not welcome back you failed this time do better snitching wasn't a go you couldn't even be a tattleteller so like keep your mouth shut you know do all the things don't say names all that other shit and honestly it is really good principles because we are living in a world where maybe everyone especially myself i talk way too much sometimes in my regular life and so i'm I'll apologize because sometimes i handle things rudely and it's just having all of these different little lessons here line by line pretty fucking good song um i really liked it i thought it was great follow-up i gave it another 4.5 it's really kind of cool to hear it on this project like so far like i had no idea what to get into it but i do think papoos has proven he's underrated with the wide variety of wise topics that he's put on this project and uh if y'all liked empire i wonder how you feel about time on my side I think it's the V. V is the one who writes Time on My Side. Like, you see her in the promos with Terrence Howard, and like, you see, it's, you hear her singing and belting it out, and then you watch the show, and she has like the minorist role. I mean, I'll be honest, I only got to season three, but like, I heard that, and I'm like, isn't that from Empire? And then I, I didn't really like the original, but he like doubles the speed on it, and it fits so nice. I really like this hook, just mostly because he doubled the speed, and I feel that it fits that much nicer um but yeah this track is kind of reflecting a little bit on just the time in his life you know maybe i'll get on my ship and just sail a distance away split in without even giving farewell and giving no visits ain't sending no pictures you hounds will probably be sniffing my smell following using my scent as a trail this is the story i'm living my tail sick of the business won't ba- beg, big for forgiveness with quickness and burn on my bridges and bail and it's like he kind of you feel like he's reflecting on shit and wondering like if i just disappear what's gonna happen I probably could just do this i'm not necessarily interested in the the nonsense that's going on and i like the idea of him not begging for forgiveness he burns his bridges and just kind of i don't know i feel like he's just sitting there and thinking about his life as he's writing this i know i'm not doing the best description on this one i apologize but you really just kind of like Think about him waiting. I mean, I like how he ends the verse as he's kind of like waiting for Remy, like freedom was wait on the prisoner scale, writing me letters. She's sitting in the cell. Maybe we all should just live in a shell. Time would travel as quick as a snail. Maybe our past life, we were all winning, relentless, and now we live in, it in hell. And it flows into the chorus. And I guess it's just kind of exploring maybe just uh, what it felt like waiting and how good he is at it. And I don't know. Maybe I missed the point on this one. But I really just. Kind of appreciate how he took the time again to look into it in the second verse you've got a lot more going on kind of looking into how when he was younger he had this big old squad and as time went on it's like everyone kind of abandoned him and i guess with his current success in his life he's able to look back and reflect and be like you know what i'm still winning because i still have time you know he had to reinvent himself he had to like figure out how to make it maybe he made some mistakes along the way maybe situations weren't perfect but as long as you have time you are able to make it work so anyway i just kind of really dug the track i thought it had a good vibe to it had a really good pensive tone to it and everything i worked out pretty nice um i know my explanation sucked i'm not always perfect sorry about that but still instead of wasting your time further on this i gave this one a 4.5 i would recommend it just for the vibe of it for the overall flow like i feel like golden child straight to thomas on my on my side is like this little like almost like really personal snippet into his life and his kind of situations as his family has evolved and developed so i really liked it anyway the next one is called SHOOTER. So I believe that this song is again going. So first of all, it's really fucking hard. It just comes in with this whole new vibe like we are done with the personal shit we are back on that flossing shit and um yeah man he's a shooter look down on my side he's got the ruger haters keep running them out they spread rumors none of these lame can, can't do nothing to us do something to us you your talk go through us sent the haters to the er's you know like it's aggressive it's hard and i think it's kind of looking at maybe just the faker weaker people in the game the shit talkers a lot of maybe the people he was criticizing earlier on the album for having no integrities and shit whereas these guys is real and coming from a different environment because it's also featuring casanova which may be the first male rapper he's featured on this project um three felonies is what they gave me predicate felon is what they named me they threw shots them shits grazed me i threw shots it got cravey Ar- arm leg up leg up arm head i ain't got no ops no more they all dead and it's just fucking hard. People came at him. He destroyed them. He comes at it. I don't know that. Sorry about that. There's a whole lot deeper than that. He's doing his shit proper. Um, I kind of like the part where he ends the verse and he's like, hold up. I need a breather. Hold on. I won't believe me either. Where it's like the idea of him stopping or taking a break or not continuing to go on and do this shit is, is kind of a joke. And then he repeats it a second time and i i don't know if i got like the most profound shit out of the verse but i think casanova sounds absolutely wonderful on this track and he he pulls it off really well like i've never heard him before that i can think of i probably have but i can't think of it but i was really like damn that guy sounds great next to papu's and then Papoose comes in Me and my constituents Notice how much a bitch you is We don't care how rich you is Lit you is Because it's frivolous To judge you by residuals Just makes it all ridiculous we just trying to seize up a casket We could all fit you in And it's like Yo in this era and i like this because in this era everybody seems to be looking at yo your sales of your records or how much you're popping as a measure of your talent so essentially if a guy can sell a million records it means he's more talented than a person who might be only moving a hundred thousand records i'm not saying and that it is always the case but especially from the perspective of the people selling records on the more vapid side of things it might be their only claim to fame if the only thing you have going for you is you sold a lot of records then you're not necessarily that good in the eyes of a lot of other people in my including me like who the fuck cares if you sold a record i care about your integrity so it's making me like papoos here is his consistency the fact that he keeps it like To the core of who he is, even if it's at the cost of maybe selling records because he knows he could make some pop ass shit that's gonna sell. On the other hand, he's making some real shit that will be like soul and sustenance to his people. And I really like that. Like, there's that difference between them. Everybody got their own issues. No one is issueless, but I'm a straight shooter. Is my missile of fish you diss you, bitch? Busting shots at me and missing the cancel Christmas prick. Burn you like a mattress with syphilis who promiscuous. Sorry, burn you like a mistress with syphilis who promiscuous. That's just fucking hard. I love the flow. I love the rhyming pattern, his intensity. He's a smart lyricist from a country that robs innocence. You know, like manages to still drop in some political shit in the middle of it making sure you, you are constantly feeling a little bit of challenge in it so i i really feel like there's an aggression to it there's a certain the beat's pretty hype overall it is what it is it is i feel like it's a reminder that after all that softer side of shit he's still fucking hard that's what i feel like the purpose of this song is on this project i gave it a 4.35 i thought it was really good to listen to it was definitely not my favorite but man it's still fucking hype and fire and then the last one on this project checks in and under two minutes as we mash the gas on him structurally this one's a little bit different it's got the beat it's got a verse and then it's got the hook one time and then it ends but it's a pretty fucking hard hitting verse it's like um just kind of again focusing and reminding the fake folk to be real when you're dealing with real so we gotta get back in the streets quit dragging your feet i got the mac in the back of the jeep click clack man i'm grabbing the heat they be braggingly deep we attacking while these maggots asleep no ransom kidnapping for keeps they gon be wrapped in them sheets feed the wolves so we stabbing the sheep give me the bottle don't be passing my drink you see me dragging my milk az man i'm rather unique and you got this i don't know if if he's friends with az actually i know who az is but uh he's mentioned him twice and he's one of the only people he really mentioned on this project so i just if you guys in the comments know i haven't i didn't even think to google it till this second as i'm recording but um I really just like it like him and his squad is proper they come from that era where they go in and they do the shit that they're going to do and everyone else is kind of faking shit and he just kind of flows in and he sounds hard again on this one a reminder of where he comes from the type of mentality he rolls with and it's fucking just like he rolls in you know don't be speaking with your actions it's a fact that you weak you come in you be committing malpractice you don't practice you preach and i really like how he ends that because fundamentally his beef with people is when they come around and they talk about the shit that they don't do and use it to like get paid it's one thing to like document an environment or to like tell stories that have like a greater purpose but it's another thing to claim you are a certain thing for the sake of profit or to like play up on doing drugs or whatever just to sell records even if that's not your life or to pretend to be a gangbanger to commit crimes if it's not your life that seems to be the grievance here is spit what you know and be who you are and if more people did that well i don't even know what hip-hop would become because most people probably live way more boring lives than what you see going on in the music industry i mean shit i spent most of my life inside of a room either it's listening to music or talking to a camera or whatever if it's at work but I think most people, including a lot of the rappers, probably just aren't as interesting as the music is. So it really should come down to your ideas and your integrity and who you are. So if you were to be real, it's just... Anyway, that's just a little side point. Still, it ends with that mastic gas on them. It's just fucking hard. It just fucking hits. And I don't know. I really enjoyed the song. I think it's a cool way to end up the album. But I feel like it just took a... The album took like a harsh turn. And then it just ended on this track, which it's all right i give it a 4.25 i don't know if it's my favorite song on this project but it's pretty good and pretty well made like the worst of this album is still really fucking well made is what i'm trying to convey um so that's about it for the project uh if we want to just wrap it up for those of you that like to cut to the end um papoose has delivered an album that proves he's actually underrated in the sense that his lyrics are on point consistent all the songs approach different subject matter he's not repeating himself he's managing to make it diverse he has a different array of beats and styles that he's playing with including some more kind of poppy stuff um he really is a wise guy you can you can feel his age and wisdom and his accomplishments and just his grind ethic in the music that he conveys it's clearly about trying to set a better way like Papoose is is taking on that more role model moniker in this world and I really appreciate that you can tell that he's probably not gonna get the love he deserves on his project because it's too fucking intelligent for like the world where it's at and i have to say it's a very intelligent album that will challenge you to live better and i really like that about it i mean that's what it did for me a lot of this stuff like even that discipline song man i can't stop thinking about it like you know some of the things that maybe you could just do a little bit better in your regular life even if it's directed more at a child you know I really appreciate the honesty, and you really feel that integrity that he has while being an impeccably good lyricist. His, his timing is on point, uh, the rhythms, he, he follows everything, and he adheres to all the rules the way that he's supposed to, and I really appreciate it um anyway that's all i gotta say about that i guess that's the end of this review so i want to appreciate all Al y'all for watching this it really means the world to me that you would be here and just check it out like that so feel free to let me know in the comments anything that you thought anything you want to add to this because you know other people check the comments so if i made a mistake and you correct me they'll see that and everybody learns and grows together if you make that effort to leave a comment i'll make that effort to come answer you and yeah that's just the community we're trying to grow here Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, uh, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindale Williams, and Jonathan Barnes. They support what we do, they helped us get a new camera. They get to request specific albums for us to review. They get access to the content early when we're on time with everything and uh it really means the world that we even have that going on if you're not so down for that feel free to hit that subscribe button hit that like button please leave a comment all that shit really helps the channel way more than you would know or maybe you do know either way it means the world and yeah so let us know what you think um i dropped a project recently music wise i make raps you can check that out on bandcamp spotify it's even on this youtube channel all that good shit sorry for the door again i fucking can't stand it but either way thanks for being here have a great freaking weekend day whatever you watch this